Welcome to Terror Talk. Before we start the show today, I wanted to give you a heads up about our Patreon community. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron and join our Discord community, where we watch film together and chat daily. You also have early access to our episodes and a mini-cast that we do exclusively for Patreon members. Also, check out our new website at terrortalkpodcast.com. Follow along as we build it together. Most of all, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. This is Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. Hello. Today on the show, we are going to talk Irish horror because you know what day it is in the United States? It's St. Patrick's Day. Yes, it is. So this is our Irish horror show. This was a genre that I hadn't, I mean, genre. This was a, um, I hadn't gotten into Irish horror before. I mean, like specifically. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them, but didn't really pay attention to if they were directed or not yeah <laughs> or right. taken place in yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean i have been to ireland so when a film is set in ireland i can usually notice that uh and and will instantly project positivity onto that because yeah. it's beautiful and i love it but i hadn't looked at it as okay irish made irish set what does that look like like how is that different what mm-hmm. are the themes type of mm-hmm. thing? And I think we both probably saw some themes or commonalities maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think the atmosphere is pretty similar in all of them, regardless mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. you're watching mm-hmm. and there it's pretty dark. Yeah. What I, one of the things I found was um, there were some, I don't want to say tropes necessarily, but I guess that's the word everybody uses, but just sort of come, well, commonalities, like I said before, like the countryside, Mm -hmm. a lot of times there's sweeping shots of the countryside and the, and the green hills. And a lot of things are set in woods and in that countryside. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I saw was a lot of, uh, well, often, I actually really appreciate this and and admire Irish filmmakers for this, um, the folklore and them really bringing in their national history and their stories to, to, you know, it just looks like Irish filmmakers are saying, Hey, we're here. Yeah. (laughs) Here we are. And this is what we think and believe. I have a fun fact I want to throw in right there just because it's relevant to what you just said. Sure. Um, so Halloween was actually first celebrated in Ireland, which oh, I wow. think is pretty awesome. Think, yeah, that's amazing. Um, and if you think, you know, we're talking about the perfect ambiance and, and what a great place to like be spooked, right? So there's a... Um, Ireland is actually the holder of Europe's largest Halloween uh, carnival, and it's called the Banks of the Foil. Huh. And it takes place over four days. They transform like the entire city from the 22nd to the 28th of October. And people come from all over the world. Oh, that's so I never knew that about fun. Ireland, but I'm like, wow, if I go to Ireland, I want to go during then. October. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of want to go everywhere during October yeah. because I would love to see all of the Halloween trend you know trends and what people do and i mean you and i have spoken repeatedly about loving the fall well if we have any listen i know we have listeners from all over the world and Mm -hmm. if anyone right now is listening and is from ireland and has attended that i would love more information about it. love to hear that or anyone in the states who's who anywhere 
um, that has actually gone and, and um, witnessed that. I bet it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure we'll do some sort of social media post for this episode around when it's going up for St. Patrick's Day. So comment on that or email us or also you can... Um, leave us through the Anchor app. You can leave, leave us a voice message. So yeah, no, I would totally love to hear that, about that. I haven't even ever heard of that. So mm-hmm. that's super fun. Um, you know, one of the other trends, tropes, commonalities that I saw were, were uh, a lot of parents and children and a lot of scary kids. Yes. That seems to be something that is just a, like those kinds of characters are over and over and over again in the Irish horror films that a lot of, not all of them, obviously, but in several of them, especially the atmospheric, spooky, Mm -hmm. um, slow burn type of things, that and the topic of grief. Yes. was very heavy. Scary kids for sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm like, the Irish do scary kids really well. (laughs) Yeah. Really effectively. There's, well, and there's a lot of. Um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about some of the folklore around um, Ireland, and and I think what maybe some of the films are mm-hmm. uh, influenced by. Sure. But there's a lot of supernatural stuff too. Yeah, in the woods and nature yep. being. It's that you know, it's that pagan influence that I totally love in films. Is like that that nature is God that you know, nature and the woods and what is created in nature is influential over everyone. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first one I'm going to introduce one, which is uh, the Banshee. Okay. Yeah. So we like, we all know about leprechauns, you know, and you're, you're going to, you're going to go to town on that a little while. Let me just one moment. Um, (laughs) so the way this is going to roll out, I'll just, yeah, sorry, Kathy, one moment. Uh, the way this is going to roll out is that Kathy and I both went away, did our homework and watched a whole, a bunch of Irish films and are coming to this recording with, you know, five to seven to 10, whatever films that we want to talk about independently. Maybe we saw some of the same ones. I don't know. That'll be a surprise to us, which is fun. I do know there's one, there's one we watched together. We know that we had one buddy watch, which Mm -hmm. was don't leave alone leave home don't leave home so we'll talk about that in our viewing of that but at the end i know it's very american and maybe (laughs) maybe horrible to some but i for the first time in my life made it all the way through the leprechaun franchise that's impressive movies i've seen bits and pieces of most of them i've and the first one i know well it was we'll get we'll get there yeah yeah totally so you'll have things to chime in about that and i can say that the spoiler is it was a dark struggle near the end yeah, there. Leprechaun Whoosh. in the hood. Woo. No, no. Those are the good ones. No, th- that's no, no. like what, number three? Is that <laughs> no, number three? Those are, no, no. no, it's not number three. Okay. <laughs> but there, no, those are the fun ones. Okay. I, I, it gets worse. So oh, we'll get there. All right. But we'll get there. So back to you. <clears throat> what were you going to? Yeah. Um, so we were, well, we were talking about the woods and we were talking about the supernatural and just mm-hmm. the paganism. Right, right. And all of that. So, you know, as Americans, we talk a lot about leprechauns and that's what it means to be Irish and all this, which is hilarious um, and wrong. <laughs> and this comes from uh, an article called off irishpost.com. So it's getting into the mythology and they're talking about the Banshee, which is typically an old witch 
Um, she was considered to be a harbinger of death and doom. She is known in Ireland by many names: Hag of the Miss, Little Washerwoman, and Hag of the Blackhead. Uh, head of the Hag of the Blackhead. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a fairy woman, a spirit linked to the realm of the dead. And if you spotted her, you'd be praying for the safety of your family because it was likely that one of them would soon be joining her there. The name Banshee is derived from the old Irish for woman of the fairy mound. Her name is connected to the various mounds of earth dotted around the Irish countryside known as tumuli. Mm. These tumuli traditionally covered a grave or a number of graves and were said to be home to spirits of the dead. Little washerwoman comes from tales of her being sighted washing the bloodstains from the clothes of individuals who were soon to die. Even if you didn't spot her, the banshee could signal by uh, her arrival by shrieking, wailing, or keening. Her shrieking was said to be able to shatter glass. The first accounts of the creature date as far back as 1380, and mentions of the banshee can even be found in some Norman literature from the time. There are also similar tales of witch-like creatures signaling signaling impeding doom in Scottish and Welsh mythology, too. So if you look at pictures of the banshee, and there's more on her, she's always like long blonde hair, just like really pale, mm-hmm. um, looks kind of wild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, when people say, you know, they came and screaming like a banshee, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like this really shrill. Um, so... Going back to what we were saying, Shannon, is I think a lot of the films, the atmosphere, it's almost like that atmosphere where you're waiting for the Banshee to show up. Absolutely. And that's one of those female spirits that we're all afraid of. Yeah. Part of the female shadow, too, right? You could extrapolate that, too. Like you just said, it it works. It's those kinds of um, beliefs. In mythology, as I always say, it's like in our colloquial day to day. And that's one of the ways it is, right? Like Mm -hmm. screaming like a banshee, meaning a shrill woman. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Woohoo. Let's talk about Don't Leave Home since we both, we saw it and we saw it together. Uh, We watched it as a watch along on our Discord, which is full of our patrons and ourselves, obviously, and friends of the show. So... Don't leave home. An art, an American artist's obsession with a disturbing urban legend leads her to an investigation of the story's origins at the crumbling estate of a reclusive painter in Ireland. It's a 2018 movie directed by Michael Tully. It's considered mystery and thriller, but also horror. And it had all those elements. It was okay. Yeah. The performances were uh, that Helena Barine, I think her name is, the is older the woman. the older woman? Oh, my God. She was terrifying. Everybody was commenting, what, the people we were watching it with were like, she is scary. <laughs> she is. Well, here's the thing, too. Um, the 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 way that it, she plays in another Irish, I mean, she plays in a lot of Irish movies, but uh, clearly. But there was another one that we were looking at that she's into. She has that. How would you describe her, Shannon? She has it down, whatever it is. Well, I think, I mean, if we're going to be in line with mythology and um, different characters from mythology, she's the the crone, right? Mm -hmm. And the crone can have very impactful, wise leader, mentor, um, wise woman, that kind of vibe is very spiritual, very magical. And it can also have this kind of scary, s- 
I want to say sadistic, but that's not the word that I'm thinking of. Um, just like sinister. That's sinister. the word I was thinking. That's a good yeah. word. Yeah. That the sinister thing, but yeah, she had that, um, that thing that actors do where, which I think is so powerful and so smart and such a great choice when you're playing a bad guy in, um, you know, we spoke about Hannibal Lecter a while back and, it's like when you can disconnect the bottom of your face from the top of your face. Mm-hmm. And so you can smile without your eyes. What was the, I think it was the French series that you and I watched last year. It was the girl's name was the name of the series. Yeah. Yeah. It started with an M. Yes. yes. And the woman in that had a very similar. <laughs> yeah. And that went batshit crazy for yeah. sure. Um, I'm not, they didn't renew that. I can't, I'll, I'll figure yeah. out the name in a minute, but um yeah. So it, she was great. Uh, as as a movie as a whole, like I I wouldn't watch it again. Do you think it's worth a watch in general? Mm. You know, the feeling that I got it, so it's only an hour and 26 minutes long. But I I wanted it I felt like it I don't want to articulate this. I felt like it finally picked up about an hour and 20 in. Yeah, I mean, I I like okay. So I always I like an atmospheric movie. Mm-hmm. So not everybody does. So like I will generally like a slow burn movie, but it does mm-hmm. have to pay off exactly. And it tried to pay off certainly, but for me it wasn't um, fully cooked. I don't know <laughs> what the feeling. I felt like there was some things they could have done to uh, articulate or. You know, I don't know, A for effort, but I, I, didn't, I, just, I didn't really feel like it landed. It, I, I felt like we were it waiting, creepy, though. we were waiting for that big thing to happen. And then when it does happen, it's not only predictable and yeah. we're assuming that's what's going to happen from the beginning. And it's like, oh, well, yes, that's what you set us up for. And oh, that's what you're giving us. Oh, and us. that's that that <laughs> yeah. is it. There's yeah. no twist. There's Especially no. Especially with a mystery or a thriller. Yeah. Like I'm expecting not to be smarter than the story. Yeah. Often, I mean, I mean, I think people who watch a lot of media can often predict what's going to happen, but uh, and that's okay. I don't mind being able to predict it, but if I can predict the four endings you're going to give me, then give me the one that is the twist right. from the thing that right. you're setting me up to do. Uh, so yeah, it just didn't quite deliver in that way, but also it, I did like the atmosphere for a good half of the movie. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah. You know, it depends on your consumption of movies <laughs> and it's, what you like. I wouldn't watch it again. No, me neither. Yeah. But they, you know, I saw an article where they compared it to an Irish Catholic get out, which I thought, Hmm. So, and like the wicker I, I get man, that. I get that. that. Mm-hmm. I get that. I don't know if I would, that that's giving it a lot of credit, right? Well, of yeah. course, I imagine that's the publicity from the movie. I mean, who doesn't want to associate themselves? Get with out does deliver. That. Yeah. Like seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and you I don't, guess, you, and you don't know exactly like mm-hmm. get out actually does twist and turn and for sure. I guess they're trying to say that, you know, the dis, I don't know, the dysfunctional, piece of that or something or the trauma or I don't know. Gotcha. But anyway, I mean, what, like I said, what publicity person wouldn't want to associate their film with, (laughs) with Mm -hmm. get out Mm because it's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So let's get into some other movies. Um, I'm going to mention one that 
is extremely popular. So, and, and in, in a way, get it out of the way, I guess. Okay. It's kind of on everyone's top 10 list, not necessarily number one, but it's usually on everyone's top 10 list, at least recently, is The Hole in the Ground. Mm, okay. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have not. Or not, but it um, it was a Sundance film. I don't know if it was a Sundance film originally or what have you, but again, creepy kid, <laughs> creepy, slow burn atmosphere, lots of country countryside, folklore so it's got all these little things we're kind of ticking off that That kid looks terrifying yeah yeah very creepy uh and it it i can tell you that some of these films there's another couple of films that i'm going to mention that are kind of all in this world of i wonder if there's one that i wonder if you watched well if you are a parent and watching these films and do like to be genuinely scared <laughs> with regards to your being a parent and things happening to your child or your child suddenly being a just possessed or whatever. And that's a fear that you like in your horror films. The Irish uh, films can give that to you. <laughs> when you said if that's a fear that you like, I thought you meant like if you're a parent and that's a fear that you like that your child could come possessed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when we, if that's you a know, weird fetish you have as a we parent. All, <laughs> we all have horror films where we like the kind of scare that's there. And we have, and I also know people who are parents of young children who won't watch movies with young children who are in danger. And so that's also one of the reasons why I mention it. So the hole in the ground, um, you know, it exploits parental fears, but it's, uh, it's well made. The, the synopsis, for lack of a better word, is one night Sarah's young son disappears into the woods behind their rural home. When he returns, he looks the same but his behavior grows increasingly disturbing. Sarah begins to believe that the boy who returned may not be her son at all. And that is basically the story is that he comes out, you know, and then the movie is called the hole in the ground. So you can bet your bottom dollar. There's a hole in the ground and something really similar to this. Not that long ago. So it's a good flick. It's worth a watch. Most people enjoy it, you know, well edited, well produced, well shot. Uh, it's got that slow burn creep that you're looking for. And um, the aesthetic is quite lovely and the creepy kid factor. Like, I think I have a list on my letterboxed account that's, I literally made a whole list of creepy kid movies because there, I just was like being bombarded with creepy kid movies. <laughs> totally. So that was one. Um, I've got a couple more creepy kid movies. I don't know if you have. I have one. Well, so let's yeah. go there for a minute. Okay. Creepy kid. Let's go to Dark Touch. Did you watch that one? No. Okay. Um, in a remote Irish village, police are called to the scene of a massacre, but they ignore the lone survivor's claim that the house was responding. Um, <laughs> responding. Ooh. Yeah, hold on. I, it cut off mid-sentence. I thought I had the whole thing pulled up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, this is a creepy kid one, though. So, okay, here, let me try this again. In a remote Irish village, police are called to the scene of a bloody massacre, but they ignore the lone survivor's claim that the house was responsible for the carnage that killed her parents and brother. Um, hmm. <laughs> A big sigh, big pause, sigh. I have a feeling a, 
a revelation is coming. I was think I was not that I was excited about it, but I thought it was going to be really creepy. Like it sounded right up your alley and all that. 95% of this little girl's role mm. was screaming in trauma and terror. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, tiring. Every time she no, it must have been. Every right? time she was on the you know, on the screen, mm-hmm. she was <laughs> like oh, no. flipping out. Um, and it's a, it's clearly there's a supernatural component. Like we talked about, she wasn't scary. She was fucking annoying. <laughs> and also it was really tormenting to watch because she was traumatized through the whole thing. Mm. And it's supposed to be, you know, she, she gets adopted. Uh-huh. And so they're trying to, you know, keep into consideration that she has all of this trauma from the, you know, but then she start, it starts to look like she's the one who's, who caused all of this. And it felt more like a mental health film, honestly, than a horror film. And I know sometimes we can, we can have like a good, sometimes that's good, but this was more like, I didn't really want to watch reactive attachment disorder tonight. I really wanted to watch like this kid getting downright fucking scary. Like when you're watching the orphanage or something like that or the orphan. Yeah. Right. Like that's what I wanted. And this was like, I feel like I just got off work. (laughs) So it was, um, and and the story is the story's not bad, Mm -hmm. but I think because she's so it's like when we watch a Halloween, um, five with with uh what's her name jamie in that scene where she's like ah! yeah and screaming it's mm-hmm. like that's her performance mm-hmm. for two hours uh, uh, it's a bit much right i mean i'm all for the creepy kid genre but you got to give me sinister no she was either quiet in the tub like well the st- like the foster mom's bathing her and mm-hmm. trying to like oh everything's gonna be okay and then it'll be like ah! And then she like I'm like oh my okay. god okay yeah no so no thank you is that is she wasn't terrifying <laughs> she was traumatized and it was tormenting there's a I I was gonna mention there another movie that has the kid in Jeopardy situation going on and a super freaking creepy kid ultimately is a movie called Wake Wood. Mm. I almost watched that last night, but I watched something else. Yeah. 2011, again, mystery, thriller, drama, horror, etc. The parents of a deceased girl are given three days with their dead daughter. Oh, God. So, uh, again, this is... uh, So there's this... Like we were saying, there's this grief and loss um, theme where people can't you know, like the Babadook or, or not the Babadook, uh, crap. I can't remember the other film we talked about a few weeks ago where people are not dealing with their loss. And so they're, you know, reanimating kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Only this is interesting because it's a good movie. First of all, it's dark. It's, you know, menacing. It's, it's pretty low budget, actually fairly simple. Um, it's like this. There's another movie, uh, Don't Look Now, or you know that it kind of I don't know has that flavor in it. And the girl. So basically, what happens is they, you know, through rituals, you know, through these mm-hmm. rituals that we were talking about before, they, they're the town will bring back your 
dead per your dead person. Yeah, so your, it's like a pet cemetery type dead, of exactly yeah. your dead loved one through their series of uh you know, got an Irish tinge to it, the rituals, yeah. etc. And they'll bring them back and you can have but you only can have three days and like rules is great right. it's great for horror because it's got the rules it's like you can only right. have three days and here's what you need to do and there's all these rules so they do this ritual and um the girl comes back so that's not a spoiler because that's literally what the movie's about yeah and then you know n- not fun things happen because of course parents can't follow the rules no <laughs> You give them a little bit. Yeah. And here's the here's the special layer on this, which is the fun part. And then, then there's twists and turns after that. But like the fun part is that she comes back a little off. Yeah. Well, they always do. Right. And that that's that is a big. Um, but even the people who do the ritual are like, hmm. Yeah. She seems a little. This didn't really work. And then there's twists and turns and you figure out what because the town has done this before. Right. You come in contact with other three-day dead people. Okay. And so, like, they kind of know what they're doing is the setup. Mm-hmm. And then and then the twists and turns reveal why she came back off. Gotcha. Which I, which I won't spoil, but, like, oh, yeah. So it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have one more. It, it's less creepy kid, but kid central, and he is a sociopath. Cool. Um, so the movie is called I Am Not a Serial Killer. Okay. It's Irish made, but actually f- filmed in a Midwestern town. Okay. And Christopher Lloyd's in it, actually. It's, 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 supernat- it's a supernatural psychological thriller. Gotcha. And so there's, it's a little tongue in cheek. So there's some, a little bit of comedic value to it, but it's not a comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Wayne Cleaver, a teenager in a small Midwestern town, has been diagnosed as a sociopath and harbors homicidal impulses, which are exacerbated by working at his mother April's funeral home. He controls his urges with strict rules, mental stop gaps, and speaking to his therapist, Grant. At the scene of a murder, John sees a puddle of black oil. After an identical murder, Talk of serial killer um, piques John's interest. While out trick or treating with his friend Max, John spots a drifter lurking outside his neighborhood, Bill Crowley's house. At the high school Halloween dance, John scares off a bully by threatening to kill him. So what ends up happening is he he's doing his best <laughs> to not be antisocial mm-hmm. and surround himself, but then he gets really obsessed with Christopher Lloyd's character, who is this like supposed to be this kind of docile old man but when no one's looking he's catching him do doing this really creepy and sadistic shit so he starts to become obsessed and following him and it's fun and especially because like you know his his mom like runs a funeral parlor so that's like where he works and he's a sociopath but he's a sociopath really trying to do a good job and <laughs> it not looks break- like it's based on a book too yeah. yeah oh that's awesome yeah so it's kind of a fun i thought this one was kind of fun um looks fun yeah and there's some twists in it and things like that but christopher lloyd is in it um and there's some other people in it you might recognize more like character actors when you when you yeah look, for but, sure no um I, and christopher lloyd's always great so great. i enjoyed it i thought it was fun yeah i'll put it on my on my list i've got some fun ones too but before i mention a fun one i um i want to mention a movie that has that same a little you know the similar atmosphere flavor as the hole in the ground and wakewood but I liked it the best, probably, out of those types of movies. Um, it's called The Hallow. 
So anybody mm-hmm. diving into Irish horror is gonna ha- is will have watched The Hallow most likely again a, a Sundance Film Festival selection, but also went to Fright Fest. It's another and, one I almost watched. Yeah, really good. Uh, <laughs> one of the log lines is, "If you trespass upon them, they'll trespass upon you." So when London conservative con- conservationist, thank you so much. When London conservationist Adam and his wife Claire moved with their infant son to a remote house near the Irish forest. So you got the landscape, you got the woods, you got the isolation, which are all themes in all these movies. They quickly find out their neighbors are unwelcoming. That's the same as in Wakewood. Actually, there was like a very, like don't expose our three day dead people ritual. God, it's reminding me of so many movies that we've watched lately. They're all like at the tip of my tongue, but this idea where people move into this village. Yes, it's the isolation horrors that we've been, because they are. Yeah. Isolated. And it, and also like... These uh, weird rituals are going on. That's right. Or, yeah, that's right. And they're always, uh, this is that, uh, this is that trope of horrors in the woods, isolated usually, and um, weird supernatural ritual Mm -hmm. and i think where some of them fall apart is the supernatural ritual i think you really have to ground that and explain it in unique ways right in uh uh film filmic ways story to really ground the person watching us us the viewer in so that we have some idea of what is going on what the rules are what's supposed to happen so that we know when it doesn't work right um, I think where filmmakers fall down for me is when they want to be very vague about all of that mm-hmm. and like, let, leave it to your imagination and all mm-hmm. that. Now I respect that like art wise, but that is super hard to land. Right. If you're not an incredibly experienced filmmaker. Okay. So that's my thought. Anyway, let me, let me finish this. So Again, they're in a remote house in the Irish forest. It's a couple that moved there. The discovery of a gruesome, quote-unquote, zombie fungus growing in the house is just the beginning, as the surrounding woods spew forth a terrifying array of folkloric banshees, baby snatchers, and demons. Awash in the otherworldly atmosphere of a dark fairy tale, the hollow cleverly toys with genre conventions while unleashing some of the most nightmarishly terrifying creatures in years. Now, that's, of course, from their website, so it's a bold overstatement, mm-hmm. but I did really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, uh, I, I like both the other movies that I mentioned that have this flavor, but for whatever reason, the hollow really landed for me. It was like, it had that scary kind of creature thing going. Yeah. It had the creepy woods, creepy house thing. There was actually a child in jeopardy in this. Uh, there's a baby that plays a pretty big role in this because they have a baby and oh boy, that doesn't go well. Yeah. So anyway, I would recommend that if for those of you who are listening to this and aren't as familiar with the horror genre, that's the first one I've mentioned so far that I would say like watch that first. Okay. Type of thing. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go down the comedy route, comedy horror route. Cool. I have some of those too. Awesome. Um, so I watched a movie called Grabbers. And Yay, me too. Oh my God. It's my favorite. I <laughs> loved this movie. Me too. So awesome. Garda initially res- uh, resents his new partner 
a workaholic seeking to impress her superiors by volunteering for temporary duty in a remote Irish island. After discovering mutilated whale corpses, the quiet community slowly comes to realize that they're under attack by blood-sucking tentacled aliens of various sizes that came from a ball of green light that fell from the sky, dubbing them grabbers. So here's the funny thing is <laughs> they they have to, in order to take these creatures over, they have to remain drunk, which no better Irish horror than having to be drunk the entire way through it. Well, My- yeah, they take this like kind of very stereotypical Irish, yeah. um, well, like bias, you know, like that I, all Irish people are yes. drunk and they take and that drunk all the time and they that's how they that and it, use it and that's how they function the best and make it hilarious. My favorite line I had to write this down was there. I think we're about like 75% in and they're looking at like going out and trying to kill this thing for the first time. And one, one of the women's like, you can't go down there. You're sober and you'll get your head ripped off. <laughs> um, it's just so it it's really funny. Yep. I enjoyed this one a lot. Yep. That was, that is absolutely like if I say, oh, I, you know, you should, you know, one should really watch the hallow as a representation of really great Irish horror. I would say grabbers is the other thing I would say. If you want to just watch two to four movies of that are Irish uh, made or based, like that would be, that would be number one for me. Grabbers was my favorite. So it's, I like giant creature features. If they're, yeah, most like of the time I'm, I do. Uh, foreign ones, especially like I'm a huge fan of the host. That's mm-hmm. an amazing one. Yeah. Um, but I, when they, when they do it well, there's a, I, I just, I think it's amazing. And this was one of those ones. Like the cre they sold me on the creature. I mean, it's not a huge budget, but the creature still looked good pretty yeah. much. You know, you can tell it was fun. It was just, and they were hilarious. They were really funny. It was good. Agreed. Did you have any other comedies that you... No, those those were my two, the, the serial killer one and Grabbers. Okay, cool. I need to go in a... Hmm, what can I say? These two movies I want to mention, I would say, are both worth a watch. And they both have a female... Oh, gosh, how would I want to say it? Sort of a magical, supernatural feminine quality to them that I think is really awesome actually. (laughs) So the first one I want to mention is a movie called spring. I don't know if you saw this in your Mm -mm, travels, but it is 2014 mystery thriller. And I, so this is maybe a longer conversation that we don't need to get into right now, but I think you would agree with me that I, uh, this is a, like a discussion that happens where I believe that thrillers are in the horror genre. So like, I, I just, yeah. I just want to reveal that bias in case anyone's listening and doesn't think it's a horror movie or doesn't think some of the things we talk about are horror movies. You know, like when we do an episode on the Hannibal uh, universe, like those are horror movies to me because all of them, because they're, they're thrillers mm-hmm. and sure they have horror elements, but anyway, so I'm just going there. If you disagree, that's totally cool. But here we are. So Spring is an aimless young man takes an impromptu trip to Italy and becomes involved with an alluring genetics student who harbors a transformative secret. 
So this is, I really don't want to give away what this movie is doing, but so if you like a little uh, romantic horror in your horror movies, this would go there. So one of the reviews that I read was like a cross between Before Sunrise, which mm-hmm. was that sort of movie was very day in the life of a romance and yeah, sort of like how that. that's how that unfolds it's got definitely got that vibe okay. to it and then you know meets an american werewolf in london kind of oh thing. wow because she she has a bit of a creature issue and that creature delivers um in the the creature delivers in this movie towards you know when that gets to that part of the story but it's also the build-up is a romance and I, I like a romance in my horror movies. I, I, I like that trope. That's I've, I've found a lot of good movies for that. Um, and, you know, some of the people that I know recently who have watched this movie, you know, friends from Discord and stuff are like, that movie, I cried and cried and cried, that kind of thing. So it's got that if you are taken in by a good romantic story or a like a doomed romantic story, uh, this would be your jam and it's it, it's good and both actors are good and um it's it's a- awesome that sounds good i'll talk about one more this movie i loved i actually saw it a, years ago i think when it first came out it's a movie called in fear okay um it's actually a, this is what i was just talking about a moment ago i mm-hmm. believe that it's the the director is british but the movie was filmed in ireland okay so um, after dating for just two weeks, Tom invites Lucy to go with him and some friends to a festival. The night before, Tom plans to take Lucy to uh, Killarney House Hotel, which he booked online and is hidden away on a series of remote roads in the Irish cu- countryside. Before making their way to the hotel, the couple stop at a pub and a confrontation occurs between Tom and some of the locals. On the empty back road to the hotel, Tom and Lucy find themselves going in circles despite following the signs and their their GPS stops working. They eventually realize that they keep returning to the same point no matter which route they take and are unable to find their way back to the main road. Strange Strange things begin happening, including Lucy spotting a man in a white mask and someone attempting to grab her from the darkness. You would think that a movie like this after... I don't know the running time. I I mean, maybe just under two hours mm-hmm. of a couple in a car That's going in long. circles. <laughs> yeah. It may be an hour and a half. I'm not sure. Uh, 85 minutes. So like an hour and 25 minutes. You would think that a couple going in circles like that for an hour would get really old. I loved this movie. <laughs> it really keeps like there's something that's always happening. And just like in those movies that we've talked about where you feel like your anxieties going because you're in it with them mm-hmm. um it's like that oh, you kind yeah. of feel like you're in the like car frozen, with them and you're like god about. damn it how are we back at the same sign again right um it's creepy it's atmospheric it's dark it's too it's a couple in the car and then they start to fight you know because things i mean imagine with the stress and the, the creepy stuff's going on i really recommend this movie that's cool. You know, it's funny. I was like, gosh, that sounds super familiar. And uh, it was a Sundance film. <laughs> it's a Sundance film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure you've seen it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe. an older one. It's from 2013. That's fantastic. And I loved it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I love hearing about, I mean, my God, you know, 
There's always films you haven't seen, <laughs> yeah. which I just love that. And you get recommendations from other people. Um, the only other one, I think there was one more that I wanted to briefly talk about. Oh, I did want to mention that for you found footage fans, uh, again, always saying this, not my favorite genre, but trying to lean in. I did find a found footage Irish film called An Irish Exorcism. And I'll tell you that it it's nothing special. It hits all of the found footage notes where it's like, I mean, found footage to me in my research of it and watching a lot of it um, recently for, for a couple of reasons is has certain tropes that you need to do. <laughs> it's like for hardcore found footage fans, uh, you need to drop the camera at some point and have the person die in front of you. Yeah. Like the person that yeah, you've you been do. watching for yeah. 80 minutes or 75 minutes, preferably, uh, you know, the ending is usually they, the person is the only one left. They've dropped the camera and then you see them murdered in front of the, the camera <laughs> or taken or zombified or vampired or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm not saying that that's actually necessarily the way this one ends, but it's uh, an Irish exorcism from 2015. In her final year at school, anthropology student Lorraine decides to film her final project, the subject of exorcism within the Catholic Church. Recording interviews with priests from the local diocese, she stumbles upon Father Byrne, an older priest who is currently helping a young mother whose daughter is apparently possessed by a demonic force. So it's, you know, the first chunk is you get to know who this Lorraine person is and the project she's doing for school. That's another trope in a lot of found footage. You know, I'm doing a project. I'm going to go interview people. She goes and interviews people. Mm -hmm. So that's like the whole setup. And then she interviews this priest and then she, you know, she's kind of a budding reporter in a way too, even though it says she's an anthropology student. She's, she's like, Oh, we got to, you know, she's got her cameraman and she's going to go find the story. And that, that's something we see a lot. Um, do I think certain other found footage did did it films did it better? Yes, like Wreck the you know the Wreck the which is a pretty famous mm -hmm. um, found footage movie certainly did this kind of trope better where the reporter etc. But you know a solid entry and it's uh, low but you know found footage is really low budget low budget uh, it follows that blueprint that is there from you know Paranormal Activity mm -hmm. and Wreck and all of these ones you know but it's pretty decent do you have any more irish stuff because now i gotta talk no. a little leprechaun <laughs> i mean i watched a movie called isolation and it was oh yeah it, tell um, me about that because i that was on my list and yeah. i didn't watch it actually um i'll just be real brief about it mm -hmm. we've talked about a lot it, it's um it's it's compared to the movie the fly where mm -hmm. this like host takes hold of it starts off in a cow yeah on this farm <laughs> yeah. of course because it's ireland and actually <laughs> the main the main actor what's her name from babadook who plays the mother she, oh, sure. she's in it and she's good uh but it, it it this is the one about genetically modified cows right yeah and so for me it was really hard to watch because the first 35 minutes of the movie they're basically just destroying cows and so it's it's like that's pretty tough for someone of your eating habits yeah i well and it's just it's really brutal to watch and so it, at the beginning it feels more like a drama 
Okay. And then it moves into this, the host, you know, they finally get it out of the calf that they're trying to get out of the mama cow. They realize the calf is born pregnant, but pregnant with this thing who then ends up like taking over the farm. And then it, it's just one of those, it's more sci-fi to me. Okay. And well, it which just, is a genre. Of yeah. And it just, I'm not huge sci-fi. Uh, depends on what it is. If there's more horror, then I'll watch it. Or if it's like alien, of course. Um, I don't know. It was, eh, it was, I found myself wanting to do a million things while it was on. It, there was, it was very dark. There's not a lot of dialogue. And like you said, that's not always a bad thing, but this was, um, some people I, do it better than others. It's one of those. I wanted it to just be over. Yeah. Gotcha. It's kind of one of those slow ride ones. Um, yeah. I also heard that it's, uh, it basically hits the note rip. It's like a rip off of the thing. It sort of follows that same... The thing. That's what I meant. Not the fly. I'm sorry. The yeah. thing. Oh, no yeah. problem. Uh, yeah. It follows those yeah. sort of story points. And, you know, if you're comparing it to the thing, like, wow, that's hard to do. Yeah. Because that's a great movie. <laughs> but okay. Fair. So I did make it all the way through the Leprechaun franchise. Um, and okay. I'm here to tell you about it. <laughs> Please. I'm all ears. So for those of you who don't know, which I think everybody would, but let me give you a little bit of details about the Leprechaun uh, world. There are eight movies that I know of. Uh, spanning. <laughs> I can't believe there's eight. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Hmm. They should have stopped. Uh, 1993 to... They span 1993 to 2018. So... Let me just give a quick rundown of what they are, and then we can kind of. I know that you remember and have seen the first one pr- relatively recently, so we can mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit. But Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun 3 were all kind of in 93, 94, 95. Like they just banged them out. Then Leprechaun 4 is the one where they go to space because everybody needs to go to space eventually in a horror franchise. Leprechaun in the Hood is next. And then Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Back to the Hood. He goes back to the Hood. Yes. And then they wait 11 years. And then they make Leprechaun Origins. Happy horseshit. Leprechaun Returns. They made in 2018. So let's go a little bit back to the beginning just because that's what most people kind of know of Leprechaun is that first movie, right? Jennifer Aniston. That was a fun movie. I mean, I I like that movie. I the, think yeah, the first I think one it's is fun, funny and fun. It is, and but um, eight of them. You're still on that, okay? Yep. I mean, this is no Friday the Thirteenth. So in the original Leprechaun, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they tried. In the original Leprechaun, uh, Daniel Grady captures the Leprechaun while in Ireland, takes his gold, and smuggles it back to his home in North Dakota, as one does. Unaware, the leprechaun has followed him. Leprechaun's not happy about this. Leprechaun wants his money back. Confronting O'Grady and demanding his gold, the leprechaun is injured by O'Grady and sealed in a crate with a four-leaf clover. Though before O'Grady can kill the creature, he suffers a stroke. (laughs) How convenient. Oh, my God. God. Ten years later, the leprechaun is accidentally released by Jennifer Aniston and her new friends, and goes on a killing spree in search of his gold. That's the basic thing. Gotcha. Oosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I would say the there's a couple of a lot of fun movies in the Leprechaun series. What I would say is Leprechaun. What was your favorite? Other, um, other than the first one. 
Yeah, yeah. Other than the first one, in in the hood, probably, <laughs> or in space. Because they're just... Did he meet Jason Voorhees while he was there? <laughs> yes. No. Can you imagine? That would be great. You know how they did like Freddy and oh my Jason, God. those kinds of movies? Oh, God. It must be so great. You know, Leprechaun meets, you know, Kane Hodder as Jason. Oh, oh my God. My, will make my day. Can you imagine Kane Hodder as the Leprechaun? Oh, no. Because <laughs> like Warwick Davis, man. <laughs> yeah. Warwick Davis I mean, is, that's, is awesome. Well, that's where it's at. So. Yeah. The reason why I like Willow the first one and then those, I mean, I would say the first, I don't know. The first five are pretty fun, but I mean, no, they're not good movies. The first one's fun, but here, here's the thing. When you, if you, if you're watching the Leprechaun movies and this will lead me into what I think of the, like the uh, more modern ones, if you're going to the Leprechaun world you want cheesy funny limerick based greedy you know coin driven <laughs> warwick davis coin doing driven. stupid shit and you know being a slasher it's yeah. basically a slasher movie with a leprechaun and warwick davis is amazing and funny and hilarious and it fits he's great in this it's campy yep it's cult films for sure that's what you want so what ended up happening then in 2014 they made this movie called leprechaun origins and they made it a strict horror film ain't no funny in it and they made the leprechauns um horror creatures with no like just animalistic out for blood killers no warwick davis no no little green hats with gold coins none of that that's so stupid it was an isolation horror where the young people show up at the cabin they're isolated there by the town people they've basically been they've been brought there by the townspeople to be fed to the leprechauns because they need to feed. And so the town people are trying to not, <laughs> I know, right. The town people are trying not to die. And oh so whenever strangers come in, they put them in this cabin, like in the woods or whatever, as an Airbnb type of deal. And then they, they leave them there to be eaten by the, the, you know, ravenous faceless animalistic leprechauns that like growl and and it's like they try to slash your movie now is the movie bad yes is it <laughs> totally wrong for the universe absolutely does it have some fun moments of horror yeah absolutely like there are some fun yeah. sequences in there because they're trying to make a strict horror movie right but you go into it wanting a leprechaun movie and you're like what the fuck is happening so that happened. That sucks. And then Leprechaun Returns was their attempt at bringing back the, you know, dude in the hat. <laughs> you can't make that movie without him. I know. That's the whole point. That's what I you're know. waiting for. Why do why why do franchises do that? They'll We're try like why? I don't know. That's the only reason to watch it. I. It's like going to watch Halloween and being like, agree. we're just like what happened with number three. We're just not going to put Michael Myers in it. And people right. are like, what? Well, they should have just stopped. I'm sorry. 
without Warwick Davis, they should have just they stopped. Just stopped. I'm so sorry, but your whole thing is based on this person. There is no so in the so in the most recent one, Leprechaun Returns, not a good movie. There are some funny moments, but they don't they don't go full camp. It had too much of a budget. Like they don't go full camp. And I, and so they're, you know, loved in the leprechaun. There's like a new leprechaun and yes. So it was, you know, video on demand premiere <laughs> 2018. So pre COVID video on demand premiere. Oh, okay. Right. So, that, so yeah. just take that That's in. a whole other level. <laughs> take that in. Um, yeah, not a good film. But what I would say is definitely go back and revisit the oldies because they're kind of a lot of fun. Now, I mean, I think most people is going to are going to say, you know, they love the original. Um, but I mean, I'm a huge fan now of In Space and the Back to the Hood one. <laughs> I can't it. help it. Back They're to so the Hood. cheesy and crazy. I know. I even liked Back to the Hood, like the sec the the sequel to the Hood one. I just liked it. I can't help myself. It's okay. It's guilty. I'm I know. Guilty is charged. I'm so. They're sorry. supposed to be fun like that, though. But you, ha- the leprechaun, has to be in it. Yes. So I will say that this, the newest one, the leprechaun returns. There's the leprechaun in it. So they realized their mistake. And I'm really glad to hear that. Now they're back with the dude in the hat, the leprechaun in his little mm. suit and everything, being Excellent. coin, you know, coin driven. I don't like the movie, but at least they. <laughs> realize they got it together they didn't make the you know leprechaun a ravenous animal in the woods that you can't really even see okay stupid yeah so in general i am really enjoying my uh soiree into irish horror and i actually have a list of 10 or 15 more that i want to explore like i tried to watch and there were several that we didn't talk about like i tried to pick ones that i had something to say about but um there's a lot more. So just by doing this for the show, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Like yeah. I really, I, cause I know that I will eventually want to do a show on Japanese horror, yes. and Korean horror and all of that. So yeah. this was kind of our start, you know, St. Patrick's day was an excuse mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of go there. And now I have a, a ton of Irish horror ones. Now it's going to, now I'm going to be like tracking it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I wasn't really tracking it before, but I think now I'll be like, Oh, this goes in the Irish horror camp or the, you know, so mm-hmm. it just makes me more aware, which is kind of cool. One of the benefits of the show, I think. Yeah. For both of us. For sure. So thanks everybody. Happy St. Patrick's day. If, yes. if you like to celebrate that sort of thing. And, um, this is Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Terror Talk. Please check out our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.